Roll smooth with a bang. Yeah, lie, lie. What it do, shawty? You know it ain't chicken if you got it. Chicken if you got it, what you asking? Shawty, you know that I got that cash. You don't even have to Cause I can make it rain on you. Cause you know what I'm saying. Shake it if you got it. Shake it if you got it. Shake it if you got it. What you asking? It ain't shaking if you got it. Welcome to the Council in the Clutch Podcast, episode number nine. I'm your boy Kyle, and today we are joined by Dion. Squad, I'm back, baby. I'm back. Q. Yo, was anybody else jamming to the intro? Yeah, I had a little rock going on over here. You got a whole lot of rock going on yeah. over there. <laughs> Hey, hey, bro, what, what's up? Why you got all this hate hey, against fat people, hey, bro? We since he ain't intro- introduced in himself, I want to say I'm thankful for my homeboy, Rory, the fat one that just asked why I got so much hate on the world for the fat people. I don't, but I'm thankful for the fat man. He purchased me a better mic. I shout him out one time. Now go ahead and introduce yourself, fat boy. The, cra- the crazy part is that was the bad time to say it because your mic was choppy as hell. Hell yeah. It sounded like you so were it, the third greatest, man. Yeah, it, it, sounded like he, it sounded like he bought you a $2 mic. He had the auto-tune mode, though. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta turn that off. <laughs> turn turn off the T Pain knob. But um Hey, speaking of T Pain real quick, do y'all watch the Mass Singer? No, I don't. I already hey, gotta go on YouTube and watch the Mass Singer. I mean, I seen it. It was it was obvious it was him. It, it was, was obvious. It was him. I didn't know how they didn't get that right. But anyway, let me finish introducing everybody. SP. Yes, sir. And Rory. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get out of the way. But um we can get to the T-Pain thing a little bit uh, later, but as y'all hear about the intro, uh, got a question that we've been debating for a little bit. Um, we want to. Every man has been asked this question. We want to know a definition, a definitive definition of what is tricking. We got some people who think Netflix and chill is, is tricking because you pay for the Netflix bill, like SP here. So SP, let's go ahead and start off, and you tell us what yeah. you think tricking is, because I think you're on the opposite side of everybody else from the conversation we had before. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting that you bring that perspective up. Because uh That's your perspective. <laughs> you said it. You said it. you said it's close to that. So Hey bro, hold on. That yeah, boy started like he about to give a thesis. It's interesting <laughs> that you bring that perspective up. Nigga, what? I mean if you think about it Ideally about tricking it, is, but no go ahead. <laughs> according to Webster's dictionary. According to Sterling's dictionary. Nah, but seriously. I mean, as far as tricking, uh I, yeah, I do got that perspective because what it comes down to me is the expenditure of All right, so now resources. Take that in lamest terms. That results in fornication. But you already niggas already paying for Netflix before the John come over. Regardless, it's not like we just got Netflix specifically when she came over. Are they and, though? Did, did y'all hear the level of tricking that he does? He's just trying to figure out why is he using a big word. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is a, hey, that's that's people tricking. Hey, T T Ping. Hey, not T Pain, but uh, Two Chains got a show called Most Expensive Is, and I feel like SP's tricking is on that show because he must be doing some expensive tricking on what he's talking about expenditures. That's crazy. But, uh, <laughs> SP, can I ask a question though? Yo. So like we, as a as a culture, is it tricking when a brother from our culture goes to the opposite culture, or is it just going on a dating courting? All right, forget about that. I got a real question. Oh no no no! You go, SP, go answer my question. I'm curious to know. <laughs> He got the best experience with such. Well, most most likely in that case, they're going to look at it as uh, courting. But, I mean, however, me personally, well, let me not even say personally because I don't want to put that on wax. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) more than than likely, hypothetically speaking, 
I would look at it as tricky. Yo, yo, okay. Sterling, why are you talking so? Why are you talking See, so senor. poetic, nigga? It's us. <laughs> we having a conversation. Hey, D, hey, D, hey, D, hey, you done missed the past like four, five weeks, bro. That's how you always talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm into, you've, it's different reading these messages and listening to him talk, but that's how you talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just let that rock. Now, SP got SP finally got SP his mic and he started no talking crazy. Stands for Sterling yeah, Perry. yeah that shit stands for Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his middle name is William, so. So, what's your definition of tricking then? What about you, Rory? I can't afford the trick. Um, I'm on unemployment, so. Hey, Dion, what's tricking to you, man? Tricking to me? Yeah. Ooh. Ah, uh, that that's a tough one. But basically, coming out of pocket for anything is tricking, in my opinion. If it if, so, you in the SP boat? Yeah, I'm in the SP boat. If it costs me money, then it's tricking. Period. All right, uh, Q, what's tricking to you? If you 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 flowing and or flying a joint out that's not your girlfriend, tricking. If you spending if you spending five, six, seven hundred dollars on a joint that's not your girlfriend, tricking. I understand. They say it ain't tricking if you got it, and eh, kind of true. But in the same token, if you, when niggas spending that type of money, they trying to get ass. Okay, and, and ain't and ain't and ain't no if ands or buts around it. So let me ask so you go, this: hypothetically speaking, if you bought a girl a drink, say five dollar drink at a bar, just you know what I'm saying, bought a girl a drink, is that tricking? Nah, not five dollars. The the tricking isn't the action of what you're doing. It's how much money you spend. If you bought a joint a fifty dollar drink, let's just say you in like Vegas and they got some wild ass drink, that's tricking. Fifty dollars for a drink is tricking. Twenty five is tricking though. But if you buy this, if you buy something that's like a regular price, something like a five dollar drink, that's just a regular drink. What about ten dollar drink? Tricking. I, I mean, I'm trying to find a level. A shot of Henny is like ten, twelve dollars maybe. So that is slide. But once you start passing like normal drink levels, then then you're invested. Y'all buy shots of Henny though for yourself? Like y'all go to the y'all go to the bar and buy shots of Henny? No. I don't drink I don't even like Henny like talking about it. That's a special <laughs> occasion drink. I like it. I just don't trick it myself. I drink it before I leave the crib. <laughs> That's always special occasion. Hey Ro, what you think trick it is? Nah, Q hit it on the head though. Once you once you start paying for flights, you at another level of tricking. Cause I mean, you Dang. in our generation, you you gonna date, you gonna spend money if you going out with your lady. But if you just out here taking a different chick on a date every week, you tricking for it. So what I'm gathering is y'all basically saying tricking is spending over average on a certain thing on a young tricking is mon- tricking dating. is tricking is monetary. Monetary. It's also the overspending on on just the action to get some cheeks. I think it's exactly what Roy said. It's a some undefined limit, but you know it when you see it. You know how things you know when you see it. It's an undefined limit of what you're doing just to get some butt. Let's say if you go on a date, right? And let's say you spend two hundred dollars, right? But your whole intent on going on this date was to spend two hundred dollars just to get some butt. That's tricking. Now back to what SP was saying. If you were going on this date and you were quote unquote courting and you know y'all was on that platonic level, y'all didn't really get to that point yet, and it's considered a date. Hold on. If you're trying to get to know somebody and it's a date, I wouldn't consider that tricking. I think it's doing that though. I think it's the intent behind boy, it's twenty nineteen. It's the intent behind the money that you're spending. But somebody who's doing that will probably be somebody who actually got the money for it. Nah, niggas don't. We're not doing that. that. We're not spending two hundred dollars on a date, but there are people out there paying two hundred dollars on a date. You mean and they trying to get ass. Yo, 
Oh my god. It's no, it's no, seven no. People. not necessarily. Remember what Kayla said. They was trying to smash. <laughs> Hypothetically, a dude would take a chick to Red Lobster, get an appetizer, a few drinks, an entree, and some dessert. And you think he ain't expecting no ass after that? Oh, you tripping, tripping. She gonna have to come out his pocket, uh, out her jeans, because this nigga came out his pocket. Period. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, this is toxic masculinity at his finest right here. She about to throw it back. <laughs> All hey, night long, goddamn! I don't. You know what? Next subject. All night. People gonna hate oh, me after this. Night, Next no. subject. Yeah, you just. <laughs> it ain't tricking if you got it. Hey, hold on. Who are you go? Why are you so quiet? Because y'all, y'all was yelling, so I, I just sat back and waited till y'all was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so what's overspending, are... Roy? You, my opinion. Yes, listen. I'm a I'm an Applebee's two for twenty kind of brother. So if we <laughs> oh, four for four four you heard. So if we go past two for thirty five, I'm you know that's tricking. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. That's tricking. If, that's tricking. So. That's tricking. If your whole intent is to try to smash, though. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, smash all that. Anything to any past past thirty five. You 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 looking at marriage at that point. But yeah, once you're in a relationship, you it is what it is. Everything fair game at that point. Yeah, nah, this, but I that's the difference in that. our generation too. Because it's our generation, you know, social media make it all crazy. Because back in the day, oh, yeah. old heads was really out here courting. They was yeah, going on dates, coming to the house, first date, meeting your mama, your daddy, asking, can they take you out? Well, you do that now, you you gonna be on an Instagram hey, story game. That's gone. true. That's true. But at the same time, they was the same ones having kids at like 15 years old too. Yeah, you're right. Working so, the same job for 60 years. Yeah, telling their wife they can't work because they places in the house. Yeah. So and, and, I would, every, every time you think of some old stuff that sound cute, remember there's some old stuff that nowadays would be disrespectful. So I always, you know I always say that. I'd be wondering, like, why girls get mad when a dude tell them they want to be a stay-at-home husband. Like, <laughs> dude say that, though? I ain't never heard that Roy, Roy said it. Roy said, oh. when I retire, I'm just trying to be home and yeah, take care of the house. Yeah, just raise the kids, go to soccer practice. How did that work out? for a long time. What was the result? I mean, Cl- she looked at me. You know, you know what the result was. Yeah. It was <laughs> doing my favorite. He, yeah, you see it still working. <laughs> <laughs> but All I tried. Right. All right, cool. So uh, we came to the agreement. Well, I don't know, SP, do you agree with the full definition of what we said tricking is? It's kind of a combination of what everybody's saying. Not to the extreme of you and Dion of you you pay for anything and it's hold on, hold on, before we end it. How is if I I currently have Netflix. So let's say, <laughs> let's say hypothetically speaking, single me had a John come over. How is that tricking? Hmm. If I currently already have Netflix, I've had Netflix for the last 10 years. Well, I mean, I could say that I could let me let me hit you with the reverse of that. I could say I I currently had that hundred dollars in my pocket that I that I just <laughs> yeah, but that's not a bill. Netflix is a bill. You don't got to spend that hundred dollars on her. I got to spend my money on Netflix. If I want if I want if I want to continue to watch Netflix, I watch Netflix on a regular basis. You don't spend you, money on holes in the back on a regular basis. That, if you want to continue to get that what from certain jobs, then you are going to continue to trick him. Exactly. That's what you said. You just said it. You, you go. You go. Continue to spend that money on tricking. 
on Netflix, that's Netflix you do on your own on YouTube on some regular. You're not spending money in the 20, 30, 40 dollars at the ball on some random jones just cause. Hey, y'all think it's messed up if a dude actually using another girl's a Netflix account to court another chick? That's trash, huh? I mean, if she ain't changed the password, that's kind of on her. She knew he had the password. Hey, I'm I'm not in that situation, but if push comes to shove, I wouldn't do it if it was. Like that's just messed up. There's a lot of things messed up in the world. That's not one of them. Oh man, your ethics bad. Yeah, man. I, I mean, can't, I can't follow with that. All right, and we uh asked some people for some um topics on social media, and uh ironically, we was talking about her earlier. Kayla uh, hit me up and suggested that we talk about men uh seeking help for their traumas. Uh, you know, basically therapy. Um, then she followed up with a meme, and the meme reads: Do males ever think, "Damn, I've been through a lot. Maybe I should seek a licensed therapist who's an expert at helping people to get myself together." Instead of putting this emotional labor on women in a relationship because that's not her job, I feel like one that mean was a little bit uh super feminist on that. But as far as for that, let's take that meme out of the place and let's just talk about mental health in general. Um, how do y'all deal with trauma? Like as far as when things happen in y'all life, how do y'all deal with it? Do y'all talk about it? Do y'all keep it to yourself? Uh, let's go ahead and start off with uh, SP. Nah, I gotta hop on that meme a little a little bit before I get into it. Yeah, you know, that that meme came from a hurt place, man. It was some it was some it was some honesty to it though. Uh but I feel like it definitely came from a hurt place. Uh as far as me, I've never personally um reached out to a licensed therapist. Um and when I've had uh mental issues or like suffer from any type of depression or other type of uh, character traits or characteristics of someone dealing with mental health issues. Uh, I can personally say that uh, I was in an interesting relationship. The last relationship I was in um, actually resulted in me having my son. And the thing was with that is it was so bad, it kind of, it kind of put me in a different place mentally. Uh, so, but instead of instead of re- seeking out, I guess like a uh, legal professional or uh, therapeutic professional, I kind of took time uh, to just kind of look inside of myself and see, you know, things that uh, I wanted to change or things that I want was unsure of. Kind of sure those things up with myself and my own identity. Um, that's kind of just my own personal experience. All right, cool. Uh, who want to go next? All right, well, I'll just choose uh, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, how do you do? We know you like the the, the playful dude, but you know everybody, everybody not happy all the time. How you doing when you start going through things, man? Man, I'm going to be honest. I kind of got a good mindset. I just... I don't let things get to me, dog. I just try to keep a positive mindset, you know, and I got a strong faith. So it's one of them things where when, when negative things happen in my life, I feel like it happened for a reason. It's like, what did I do to cause it or why did it happen? Um, I only had really one breakdown, I think, and, and that I can really remember. And that was probably right around, doing right like before my rookie year playing. 
I mean, I got to graduate in college, and before I got to the arena league, I didn't know. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do. I had a plan, but I really wasn't sure how I was going to do it. But anytime I'm really going through anything, before it even gets to a big issue, I talk to y'all in the group chat, you know, jokingly, but I'll bring something up. We'll talk about it. Or I just call my grandma, to be honest. Like, that's my therapist. I ain't never really had no need to go call a real therapist because I feel like I got a good family backing. And my for y'all, my friends, dog, I, I know if I really need to talk to somebody, I could just call y'all. Somebody going to listen to it, whether it's I need you to listen, but one of y'all going to listen. True, true, true. Uh, Q, Quintonius, Quintavius, how do you deal with uh, any sort of uh, stress in your life? Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Roy. Like, I'm real good at compartmentalizing stuff. So anything negative, I can either tone it out most of the time or put it away to where it's not really an issue. And it's not like one of those things. It's just like you're going to stack everything up and it's going to boil over at one point. It's just like I put it away and it's just gone. I don't, like I said, I don't really have too many, too many like problems. I'm pretty laid back dude. Only time, like he said, the only time I can remember having like a, a actual issue was in, in college when I was supposed to graduate and I couldn't because of some other stuff that came up and it was, I'm not gonna say I didn't handle it well. I was good. I was just, it turned out to be a Saturday night and we was drinking. And next thing you know, I was overly drunk, like beyond drunk, drunk. So, and I, I account that to that stress. Cause that's kind of why I was drinking outside of it being Saturday and your friends was around and stuff. Well, my friends was around and stuff, but outside of that, like anything else that came up, is just like, I know how to handle it. I can handle it. I, it, it don't get to me like that. Or I can just put it away, and it's it's not really an issue. All right, cool. Dion, how do you handle uh, stress? Cussing. Uh, the way I handle stress, before I was in the predicament that I'm in now, and I either reach out to y'all or I just bottle it up and go on about my day because the world keeps turning, and don't nobody really care about it but me and whoever else is affected because the Thanks. real world don't really give a fuck about what's going on with an individual. I still got to go to work. Bills still got to be paid. Kids still got to go to school. So either I deal with it and True. keep pressing or I'm like, fuck it. Let me have a mental breakdown. Realistically, we ain't got time to have a mental breakdown, basically. That's kind of what it boils down to. Like hey, yeah, I said, life. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I was going to say, if you feel like you're really having a mental breakdown, though, you know you can call us, bro. We're going to laugh at you afterwards, but yeah. the first part of <laughs> which it, is gonna, fact, which is facts. We're going to take it serious and make sure you're good. But then when I get back to the chat, I'm probably going to put a joke with it and a meme or something. But Which is cool, but I can just internalize all that and not even deal with that and keep on pressing and just talk shit to y'all like ain't nothing going on with me. I'm cool with that. I mean, we, we, we know you, though. We all know each other. We all know when something going on, even if we don't say it. The chat alone gonna let you know yeah, what's going on. Facts on facts. And I think, uh, and uh, I'm gonna be quick before Cal, before you go. But I think uh, basically what you guys have brought up so far is a really huge point as far as just kind of relying on friends or kind of leaning on them if necessary when those type of things arise. Because me personally, just the situation that I was talking about um, earlier. I'm not sure if I told y'all this, but I've told uh, several other people this. 
y'all in particular and a lot of my other closer friends kind of helped me get out of that situation because previous to like me getting on the game with y'all and me talking in the chat like I was pretty much isolated like kind of by myself I really want I really didn't talk to a lot of my closer <laughs> friends is, uh, is that often. is that is that because your service was bad out there? I'm telling you, what well, is it? If we had AOL dial up out there, the boy for real. Nah, no, but seriously, it, continue. Part of, it, continue. Part, of it, part of it was me. Well, I at first initially felt like part of it was me starting a family and all of that. But you know what I'm saying? As I look at things in hindsight, it won't necessarily that. Uh, part of it was me myself kind of pushing everything to the side too. But like I said, I uh, I think part of that with me internally was me feeling like that was just me starting a family when in reality you can do both. You can have relationships with your friends and your other family while you starting your own family. But Cal, uh, how do you deal with uh, depression, or, depression or stress? Ooh, this going to be interesting. Mental health. <laughs> how, is da, 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 da. <laughs> how is this interesting? Ladies and gentlemen. We are about to dive deep into the brain of Calvin D. Roberts. And go. <laughs> All right. So I'm a very complex person when it comes to that. It really depends, honestly, what the situation is. I, I'm not really vocal, like, when it comes to, like, very serious things. Like, it's been situations, like, I don't – I'm trying to figure the best way to say this. I guess it's, like, my upbringing, right? So I grew up around pretty much – I grew up, like – in the projects and everything. So with that mindset, I was the only boy raised by my grandma and my mom. I didn't have a male figure in my life till about eight. So it's more so you better be tough. Kind of like that meme that we uh like I posted the other day. Pretty much where the mom was screaming at the boy, like, you better be tough. And then when he grew up, the girl was like, why don't you show emotion? And he was like, how? That was pretty much kind of like my upbringing in a sense. I was like the only male around. And it's gotten to the point where I keep that. Like, I, I don't really open up a lot. I could be like in a relationship and it's very hard for me to still open up. Like it could be about the most smallest thing and it's hard for me to open up. So when it comes to me actually opening up to someone, it really depends on what the situation is or who I would talk to. So if it's something real serious, you know, it will take me a little bit to build up, but I'll actually probably talk to my middle sister before I would talk to my mom because we have that relationship where she was sort of kind of like the big brother to me because she was a tomboy at first. Where if it's something that's really not that serious where the family needs to get involved, I'll probably say something to Q first. We'll joke about it. Then I'll introduce it to the chat. Like, yo, this is what's going on. And then I'll get y'all feedback. Just kind of like y'all, y'all were saying there. But most of the time, it, it really de- depends on the situation. I'm I'm a pretty reserved guy when it comes to, like, handling stress and things like that. I usually try to push it to the side say it's not that deep. You know, if it's really not affecting me to the point where I can't physically do anything about it, you know, ain't no point of stressing about it. And that's the inside of Calvin Roberts' brain, yo. It wasn't anything crazy, man. The people gonna love. The people gonna love that. That got to be the snippet because everybody made, gonna be like, "It made life so simple, though, for somebody. somebody." It did, right? It, it did. did. I can like, get it so easy. It's just like, damn. That's all. Now, now, now I understand. Yeah, that the change gonna come. That low key change something right there. A, a change gonna come because that's gonna be the snippet I use. Oh, I was definitely using that. Don't even worry about it. No, I'm not going to chill because we're going to make it yeah, right. We're we going to make this happen. Yeah. But that's that's another story for another yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, nah, hey, on a serious note, man, mental health is crazy in our community. And I, I hate the fact that, that guys 
it's it's like it's looked negative upon like we can't actually go to each other. But I, I appreciate y'all boys because I know I could call any one of y'all and y'all gonna listen and joke and, and Dion probably gonna curse me out about it. But it's the fact that I know I can go to y'all. And I feel like a lot of guys can't put their pride aside or they feel like it's gay or something that they can't <laughs> talk to their home. Yeah, like bro, you gotta grow up, dog. Like we 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 all we got for real. If we can't talk to each other, who we gonna better to talk to? Because family Thanks. don't always get what you're going through. Yeah, I think part of that is upbringing too, though, man. Because uh, I talked to somebody about this uh, exact same discussion before, and I mean, I don't know if y'all agree with this, but I feel like the the generations before us kind of taught us to be strong in such a to such an extreme that it it almost kind of eliminated a lot of young black boys' ability to show emotion in general or express I got emotion, a, period. I got a per- perfect example is the movie Shaft. That's how a lot of the older, like our like our, our parents' age and a little bit before them, that's how they, they grew up with that that mindset and how Shaft was just strong black man, no emotion, just, just, huh, type, type cat. And that's how they that's how they came up. So that's how a lot of them were uh, raising their kids the same way that you don't you don't have emotion. You just you a man. You you deal with whatever you deal with, and that's this is what it is. So like yeah. you said, that 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 did kind of affect a lot of a lot of cats growing up to where they it's like they don't know how to show their emotion, so they let it build up. But they also didn't know how to keep it built up. So it hit a certain point, and then it was just out. Yeah, I was about to say, but is that a good thing to keep it built up? Because I mean, if you if you could hold it, if you could hold it in, yeah. But if not, yeah. then you gotta go ahead. Yeah, it, de- it it depends on the person, like the type of person you are, right? If you just like one of those high head people who just hold stuff in, just to hold stuff in, so you won't like lash out on somebody, you probably gonna have a breaking point. But if you a naturally yeah. like chill, reserved person, you holding that in might be something where you might not, you know, that might hinder something like you not expressing yourself. You know, like, okay, I don't want to feel like I'm in my feelings about this, so I'm going to just shut up. Like, that's what I personally deal with. Like, what y'all, I mean, y'all been y'all know me for, like, 10 plus years. So, when y'all do little I, stuff to bother me. I don't me, even know you like that. All right, whatever. But <laughs> when y'all do stuff, uh, I think you call me Cal Le'Veon, but, um, oh, but no, seriously, though. No, I don't you know. That? I don't know, man. All right, I'm going to But, uh, no, but seriously, though, when it comes to, like, what y'all, I know y'all... We all know what each other's kind of pushing point is where you can piss that person off. Like, when y'all are trying to piss me off, you know exactly what to say, what to do. And it's kind of like, y'all know how I'm going to respond to it. So, but it's like when you're not in that environment, that's what those people fold and break. What we were talking about like earlier, where people just hold it in and then they just flip out. So, it could be something as small as somebody's having a bad day and somebody crack a joke and that person just don't know how to handle that joke and it ain't got nothing to do with the joke and they're going to lash out. And next thing you know, they leave the chat. All right. <laughs> and then say cats ain't beneficial to their lifestyle. <laughs> but nevertheless, back to what you were saying. Well, no, seriously, though, though. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a big, like you said, it's a, it's a big issue, especially in our community specifically, where cats is, just don't know how to handle situations. Or even bigger than that, when, like, you're growing up, you hear a lot of times people be saying, oh, there's something wrong with your baby or something wrong with your, your little kid or whatever like that. And everybody like, no, nah, he all right. He just crazy or he just hyper or whatever, whatever. And come to find out they got some type of mental disease that could have been either caught early 
but you just didn't want to admit to it yourself. Or it could have been caught at some point coming up, but you just kept holding off. Like, nah, he just kept saying, nah, he just crazy or nah, he just hyper or whatever the case may be. And that, that, that hurt a lot too in our community coming up because nobody wants to admit to, oh, something's wrong with my baby. Well, because in a black community, mental health is like a myth. It's not real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you want to be real about it. Mental health. A, beat, a beating fixes everything. Oh, it does. Facts. Like, like when, when it comes to the black community, now recently is when people start being open about it. But I, I think it's dangerous now about how, quote unquote, open everybody is about mental health. Because now it's kind of like a popular thing with the youth to act like you're depressed, to act like you, something's wrong with you, right? Because that's like the type of music they make, the emo rap and all that stuff. So kids now, they kind of fake depression. So it's kind of like we're in a point of now, like, who do we take serious in that? But you don't want to say somebody's not depressed or something's wrong, not wrong with somebody now because America but, is sensitive about attention. stuff like that. You can't just... Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of hard now where before, like, everybody was, like you said, we were raised to be hard. Like, don't nothing bother me. Like, I ain't going to cry about nothing. Like, your mama, you know, beat you. You better not cry. Like, yo... I'm four. <laughs> you, I'm four. You just hit me. What? I'm not. I'm not to that age yet where you hit me and it don't hurt. But and that's the, that's a balance, man. And like like you're like yeah, that's pretty much what you're saying. There's a balance that you have to find, and that's that's kind of I think about this a lot, man, because I feel like me personally, uh, with my upbringing, I had that similar upbringing to what we were talking about. I feel like even more or le- more or less to an extreme, to the point where I felt. Well, we're not going to get into all that. But as far as me, myself, I feel like it's important that I I show emotion and I show love to my child, but also make sure that he's learning to be tough and to deal with hardship and challenges because that's what he's going to face in life. That middle ground. Right. Sure. So, I mean, another thing, um, it's kind of – you're the one with the son. Dion, you know, has the daughter. But with a son, it's kind of like, since I don't have kids, I can't really get that deep, I guess, into it. But I feel like it's kind of like a challenge nowadays because you still don't want your son growing up being soft about everything. You don't want him like, daddy, this, that, this, that, this, that, when it's not that serious. It's like, at one point, you don't want to raise a punk, but then you don't want to raise somebody who doesn't know how to show emotion. Like, how do you, how do you kind of, what do you do in order to not make, I don't know. I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, you, you, hey, you need you need two people around you because y'all know my Facts. grandpa dog. That yeah. man don't show not a lick of emotion. Hell, he still he smacked me to, to this day if I try to give him a hug. But my grandma, my mama, my aunt, they was always caring and nurturing, so it balanced out my grandpa really acting like he ain't like me half the time. <laughs> but then as I got older, I realized that's just how he is. Cause I, it was a time I really thought, you know, he like that's my dad, my grandpa. I'm like, dog, why is he always so mean to me? He buys stuff, but damn, this is a mean motherfucker. <laughs> and as I realized, that's just how he was. Like having the women around helped balance it out, and then you kind of learn the difference. Cause I, I know I'm like that sometimes. People are always like, why, why you don't show no emotion? And I'm like, I'm, I'm showing you my emotion. You just can't see it. <laughs> I'm smiling with a straight face. Yeah, <laughs> with a straight like, face. Like, black, 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 black dynamite, Jeff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, oh, that's one of those things. It's kind of hard, like, with our age to really, if you if you haven't been brought up to be somebody who shows emotion, you can't force a man to show emotions. I, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Like, it, it takes people a while to even get used to that. You got some people who, like, Preach. don't show emotions 
at all, not just because they don't have them. They just can't because it's like, okay, I'm not going to cry because I don't cry. Well, I'm not going to sit here and smile and act like, you know, this is very entertaining to me because it's not entertaining to me. Like, it's like everybody's not going to have those range of emotions like everybody else where, you know, you're going to show any and everything. Like, you can have somebody who's having a ball, but they're just not, you know, it doesn't look like they're enjoying themselves, but they're having fun. Yeah. It's just like you say, it's just it, you. As the people around that individual person, you got to know that person. The better you get to know that person, the better you get to know their their stern face is happy. You know what stern face they got when they sad like that. You can still distinct uh, distinguish yeah. their emotions through their faces, even though their face is basically always the same face. Exactly. But it's just, just like you said, that just takes time and getting to know people and understanding people and wanting to understand that person and not trying to like change them or have them be the person you, the, how you want them to be. Cause like I said, emotional stuff that that's, that's not going to change. You could change certain things, but like emotions is deep and is a reason everybody is like the way they are. So changing that isn't something that's going to more than likely happen. Yeah. Like uh, like perfect example, crying, right? If something's sad, everybody's not going to cry. Like it, it really takes certain things to trigger certain people to cry. Like for me, a cry would probably come from something very emotional or like, like my nephew, like my nephew, when he had to get his kidney removed, I was at work crying. Cause I'm like, Yo, I can't be there. He's like three months old. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again. But little stuff like that will make me cry versus like, I don't know what would make somebody else cry. Like a TV show. That wouldn't make me cry. I'm like, all right, it's not. Michael, right. When like, Michael Jackson died and I saw people crying, I was real confused. Like, yo, you don't know him. Like, yeah, that was, that <laughs> was real confused. That was real confusing to me. I didn't know Cal could cry. Dang. Hey, chill, can, can we joke? Can we joke about that later in the chat? Okay, sorry. <laughs> chill. But uh, no, seriously though, what uh, but the whole yeah, the, the celebrity thing that's crazy though. Like people have attachments to these celebrities. That's kind of crazy on an emotional level, which you know I would never understand. Like. I, I, the only time I've ever sat there was like, yo, that's crazy. When a celebrity died is when uh, XSX and Tyson just got killed. And the reason why is because, like, hey, I've been... Because I've been trying to figure it out since I found out he died. XSX and Yeah, that's crazy. So, that sounds like he on drugs. Me too. <laughs> but no, see, the reason why, though, the, the reason why I felt some type of connection was like, yo, dang, and I was really sitting there like, yo, they really just killed this dude, was because I saw, like, my niece, like, you know, she she was what, like fourteen. She had like a, uh, you know, how kids be putting like celebrities on their phone screen and everything like that. And I was like, all right, that dude looked familiar. I be seeing him all over my explore page or whatever. So once I saw that she was interested, like in his music and stuff like that, I started like looking into him and stuff like that. You know, kind of like the father figure to my niece. So I'm looking like, all right, what is she listening to? Even though I ain't gonna tell her to stop bad. listening to it. Yeah, exactly. So I start talking to her. But I'm like, all right, so she's interested in dude, and I'm sitting there. Like, he always coming across my explore page and stuff like that. So I start kind of paying attention to him more. And I saw the change from when he was a hothead talking about, oh, Drake stole my flow. Drake did this. Yo, I'm going to F Drake mom or whatever he said about Drake mom. And then to the point where the Migos jumped him. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. He got he got, he got, uh, he got stolen on, on the stage at a, at, a, at a festival or something like that. Dude ran up on stage and stole on him. I'm sitting there like, yo, this dude is constantly taking L's. And, like, he's a hothead. He needs to chill out. I'm sitting there looking at it like, but he's a young boy. He was, like, what, 19, 20 at the time? Um, probably 18. I'm sitting there like, all right, yo, this dude, life is spiraling down. But when you see that, you never think somebody's going to get killed or anything like that. You're just like, oh, 
they famous, they're going to figure it out or something. They're just going to, you know, fall off. But then I saw that he actually started changing his life. I saw that, you know, he already had all these cases on him or without with domestic abuse or whatever. But I saw that his whole social media went from, oh, like, after this person, after that person to, like, trying to be positive. He's trying to get all the young rappers out of beef and things like that. And then after all that, he ended up getting popped. And I saw that, I was like, yo, that's crazy because dude was really changing his life. But any other celebrity that I actually grew up on or something like that, that passed away, I was just like, oh, that's crazy. And keep it moving. But just the fact that I saw, like, a young man actually changing his life actually hit me like, dang, that's crazy, yo. Like, he didn't even get a chance. Like, he actually had a baby on the way. Once you in them streets, you in them streets. That's what they say. And, yeah, and that's the crazy part get, about you it, You can't though. get out them streets. That's the crazy thing about it. It wasn't nope. even no street stuff that got him, though. It was like a failed robbery. I mean, I don't know. Ain't that street stuff? Street to, me, no, to me, street stuff is when you out there game banging and all that stuff. And that's what leads to your demise. But this joint was literally dudes plotting on the robin. Why they plotting the Yeah, because of how you... Cats because don't be he, trying to plot. Cats don't try to plot and rob Will Smith. Because Will Smith don't <laughs> go back to the hood. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Will not, Smith no, is not, in Philly. Like, Will Smith is not going no, back to even, even if he would, Even if he was, Cass wouldn't roll up on him like that. Not because he's Will Smith, he, how he is. is He doesn't carry himself in that manner. People was rolling up on X because how he carried himself throughout the time. He was changing himself and all that stuff. Yeah, but That's you, can't, true. you can't put, you can't yeah, put but, away what oh, else, wait, wait. Before whatever you, else. Before you... Before you kind of psychoanalyze the situation do you know the whole situation like the whole case i heard kodak say he they got x because he would ride around without his tool on him so <laughs> probably true but <laughs> probably, probably true it might it might, it might have not been a murder well, on that side. but no the thing is though like they like they legit only reason they shot him was because he didn't want to give up his bag like he had the bag of money he went to go get a motorcycle whatever and he's one of those rappers like the young rappers they don't want to leave the hood like they they keep going back to where they're from like yo Sometimes it's best to leave who you're from because stuff like that so, will happen. So since he wanted to stay in the hood, wouldn't that still have been some hood stuff? No, not once again, it was not. It was not. I'm trying to depict his image different, man. You changing? You messing? No, no, his, I'm, I'm, no, I'm really not because on the same thing, he was never on no gangbanging type stuff. Like all his issues was more so like, all right, I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna talk about another rapper. It won't never on no hood stuff. Like if you look through his past, it was never on no hood stuff well, type stuff. Where were you thinking? You're like if uh. Like, if NBA Youngboy got popped on some hood stuff, that's different. He out here thinking he banging and all that stuff like that. But this was literally a robbery going wrong. See, I think you know? I think X gets attached to the, the hood moniker because of him being black and him being extreme. Does that Yeah, like, he... To me, yeah, but they're just making the, the assumption just off not really knowing the story. But... You know, I would never make an assumption. That's so rude of us. Tie up your cleats, strap up them gloves, make sure your facts are ready, because you're now entering press coverage with Dion. Alright, welcome to Dion's press coverage. This is my corner, my corner only. Unfortunately, I got these fools in my corner, so we are going to talk about athletes, and athletic depression when you end a season, a session, or whatever it is that you're ending as an athlete. So what I'm saying is, for me as an example, I was an athlete. I was one of the people, just like thousands of other people throughout the country and the world that are that was training for the Olympics or whatever the case may be, and things didn't work out. 
like Rory told you a few episodes ago, injury played a key part to it. And athletic depression is basically you're an athlete and something that you've been doing your whole life just suddenly comes to a halt. And now you're just sad and you become in this lonely, lonely, dark place. Has that affected any of you from the council as far as athletic depression? Uh, I would say for me, not really athletic depression. It was more so when you do when you do uh, sports, you, you're like a scheduled base. So your life is pretty much one big schedule. You, you're waking up early in the morning. You're doing this, that, this, that. Everything's on a schedule. So for me, once I you know graduated and I was done with football, it was just like nothing to do. So it was like boredom kind of struck. It wasn't necessarily depression, but it's like, yo, what am I going to do? Like, okay, you go to work, come home. You still got a lot of time to not do anything. So that's actually where I started kind of, you know, powerlifting in a sense. But I, I wasn't powerlifting just yet. But it was more so I have nothing to do. I can't go back and play football. I'm not putting my body through that for free anymore, you know. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do something else that I like, which was turned out to be, you know, just weightlifting. And then it eventually parlayed over to powerlifting. But at the end of the day, it came out of that dead zone of nothing to do after you were done with athletics because you're not going to be fortunate enough to be in sports your whole life you know everybody's not fortunate to go pro or everybody doesn't want to go pro so it's kind of like i filled i filled that void with weightlifting so now fortunately i was never injured to that point but you know you have somebody to help you along throughout that process mm -hmm. because with me if it wasn't for Ebony, I don't know how I would have got through it because I got so close and I finally started like traveling and getting free gear and stuff like that and then once I got to the point to where it was either make it or not, and I couldn't make it because my body physically couldn't do it, it really hurt. So did you have somebody help you get through that, or did you do it all on your own? Uh, Not necessarily. Uh, it wasn't anything where I was like, I needed anything. It was just more so I just needed, like, I had a, you know how they say you have to scratch an itch? I just needed to get that physical you know, adrenaline pumping at that at that point. So, you know, I just went back. Uh, originally, I was just going back to, you know, help Marcus coach at Hampton at first. And then I'm like, Don't okay, they ain't going to the gym. Let me go ahead and go to the gym. But it wasn't, <laughs> man, taking shots. But, uh, <laughs> but no, nah. but as far as for that, yeah, I, I really didn't need anybody. But, uh, you know, around that, t around that same time, that's when uh, Q started lifting too. So it's kind of like I had an actual workout partner where we can hold each other accountable. Like, yo, you trying to lift? You trying to lift? Instead of just, like, oh, I do it today. Before you know. we even get on further in the subject, Q, I don't like how you disrespect my man Kyle's part talking about how he don't lift no more. You need to owe, you owe him an apology. Period. <laughs> first first and foremost, Dion Kyle might have lifted twice this calendar and year. Stay off his back. It's support the black brother. That's what we're talking about right now. Support the black brother. <laughs> no, that is not. No. Okay, okay. Yes, support the black brother, but... Let's let's not act like that's not what we don't do. We don't do that in the chat. We don't support nobody. We support them, but we don't. So I'm gonna talk all the cash shit <laughs> in the world until this punk ass get Cal, back into Cal. gym. God damn. Cal. Damn, that's crazy. Well, before SP starts, yell upstairs yo. and tell that nigga, "Hey, Q, it's fuck you." The <laughs> <laughs> house too big. You can't. All right, let, let SP rock out right quick. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, that's must be what money feels like. Fact that you wrestle. On the college level? Hell yeah. And I think I think um I think a lot of it uh I, I faced more in wrestling, even though I didn't play football in college, I feel like even if I were have 
to play football in college, I would have felt it more with wrestling because I was just sitting here thinking about it. With wrestling, it's the sport itself is more attached to your lifestyle, right? So your lifestyle is affected a lot with wrestling. I mean, not only the amount of time that you sleep, but your actual diet and the things that you eat is a lot stricter um, than a lot of other sports as far as competition-wise because your weight is directly predicated on your performance and the standpoint of who you wrestle and how you wrestle, really. Um, but it's a good it's a good thing that you brought up uh, support because uh, a lot of athletes lack the support and the resources to allow um, not only personal development but uh, also be able to compete at a high level at the same time. And I think that's uh, that's the underlying message with athletic depression is you have the issue where uh, athletes essentially are committing to an identity prematurely where they haven't uh, experienced a lot of personal development in general. So basically they're latching on to this identity that's not going to be forever or long term, specifically if they don't make it to the professional level. And uh, a way that I think that we can combat that is, uh, and I feel like, Dion, you probably do this a lot, is you have to not only focus on the athlete's uh, competitive level, but you also have to focus on developing them um, as an individual as well. Because believe it or not, I mean, there's going to be a day where sports is over, correct? So, like, it's like, what are you going to do after that? And if your identity is so attached to this athletic lifestyle, no no matter what it is as far as – because I felt, Cal, as far as what he was saying with the scheduling, but I feel like uh, with me it was a little deeper than that just because, like I said, so many different things as far as life were tied into me wrestling and, like – between that and school, that was my identity, essentially. Um, so when I was done with that and school, which both happened at the same time, I mean, it took me a while to kind of figure out my 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 lane. See, and I and I feel the same way that you feel, because like once I finished running and competing, and you can ask you can ask her anytime that y'all want to like once the podcast is finished but nonetheless like I look at old pictures of old videos and I'm looking at myself like yo I got to get back I got to get back and then I find myself falling into the same category as Q and Cal like yo well let me just hit this weight room and try to get back to where I was but like you said the scheduling and then once life hits you once you stop competing that's a whole different aspect because once you're competing, I don't know how y'all schedule was, but I had weight room at 7 a.m. from 7 to 8.30, and then from 8.45 to roughly 10, 10.30, I'm doing a training aspect. And then after that, I have a small break, and I come back, and I have abs or whatever whatever the other case may be in the evening time. And with that schedule and training, like it's just – almost like a military aspect where we're trained and conditioned to do X, Y, Z, and it didn't happen. And now it's like, yo, what else am I supposed to do? And I found refuge in giving back to the community and coaching these kids. And I've taken what I've learned in the way to help myself come out of it, because I still fall in it day to day, depending on the day. 
but I've taken what I've learned and given it back to the kids and it's working. And I know that maybe my calling wasn't to be on that next level like Rory or any other the friends that we know. Maybe my calling was to give back so they can learn and get to the place where Rory is or if not further. You get what I'm saying? Preach. Absolutely, but, brother. But what also makes me feel Church. good is knowing that I've known Rory since I was six years old and he's made it to a level that only I or a couple other people that I know could possibly dream of. And once he's made it and he's a phone call away or athletes that I've coached like Grant Holloway or Sierra Richardson, not to really name drop, but these people are at a, are at a high level where they're number two or number three in the world or Grant Holloway, who's number one in the world at multiple events. And I'm calling them like, yo, I'm glad y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Talk to my high school athletes because you're going to get them to the level that I couldn't get to. You're the reason why I stopped doing it because I got hurt and you got to a, another level and you're competing and I'm proud of you for that. Like stuff like that. I think once athletes start giving back, that'll help them come out of that funk because not every athlete like Q and Cal, their refuge is in lifting and they find another way to compete. Me, my refuge is in lifting. Rory, he's still going. But once he's finished, I can already see it with the second phase foundation. He's already giving back without even physically doing anything yet. So when he's finished, when he's finished, the second straight up. That's the plug. But when he's finished the second phase foundation, he's going to give back not only to the kids in the community he's living in, but he's going to give back to home in a 757 where the best athletes are bred. Because like Pharrell Williams said, it's something in the water down here, and we have more to give than what everybody's expecting. Hey, bitch, I almost shed a tear just did. Y'all don't know Dion's story, but no, we're, we're not gonna we're get, gonna get y'all hip one day. But y'all hear that brother talk. We're we not going to get him hip. No. Hold on, hold on. I got one thing to say. I got one thing to say. Can we please <laughs> trade Kyrie? And I'll holler at y'all niggas. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to go, man. <laughs> SB had to pull out, so he 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 made his grand exit. Hey, but can uh, I chime in on what Dion was talking about? Yeah, go ahead. Cause I um I see it, dog. Like I, I see it. Y'all know AFL free agency just started or whatever. But I see it like on a regular basis, just playing still, guys that really don't know what they want to do next. Hold some guys hold on to their careers too long. Some guys, you know. They just they have no idea how life is gonna function, so they scared to really test the real world. And then like last season, I low key I ain't gonna say I was depressed, but I was sad. We made it to the arena bowl and lost in the championship game. Dog, you know how hard I work. Just my just me myself. I ain't think about my team. Just me right now. How hard it was to to mentally get to that game yeah, and lose. Dog, I had nightmares for a couple weeks. Like, oh, how do we lose this championship? Like. I was so depressed. Like it was really like all, you know, all season we used to listen to Boot Up by Ella Bay. Dog, I hated that song. To this day, what? I will not listen to her her song. Like I will time skip time the time song. Time. Why was y'all listening to that as a team of grown men? It wasn't listening Football together, different. nigga. It <laughs> Football was Football's different, man. It's a vibe, man. It's a vibe. That song is <laughs> it's a, a vibe. vibe. Hey, I'm glad y'all told me y'all got to hit me out. Y'all, y'all got to let me know. It's a vibe know. like that song. If that joint come on in the club and we all in there drunk, everybody hitting the dance floor. It, either that or after practice vibe when y'all trying to chill out, ice baths, all the. Uh, well, not the ice home. baths, but 
But the recovery, yeah, yeah, not the ice but like that's itself because that's too intimate. But I hated that song because that song reminded me of the season. I'm like, man, fuck her. <laughs> like I just did not want to listen to it. Hey, I, it, hey, I understand because I never watched the end of uh, Friday Night Lights movie again. Yeah, that I pissed that, me off. I, I, I watched that once, and ever since then I can't watch it again. Oh, that's all different. Now, I will say what helped me the most was time. Um, but even now, playing, dog, it's some days I can, I don't like watching the NFL because I see a couple dudes and I'm like, bro, he's so ass. You How know did what, he get a shot? You know what sucks, Roy? To piggyback off that? To, hey, to piggyback off that, you know what sucks? What? Being, being one of the ones in the training group that was the fastest in the training group you couldn't get yourself out because physical physical disabilities like a bulging disc kept you from progressing. But people in your training group that you was oh my god. Hello? People that you was uh training. Uh, hey, training you, you got T Mobile over there? No, 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 no. The computer went to sleep. Can, can you hear me now? <laughs> the computer went to sleep. But nah. People that you're training with and you've been killing in practice. And they make the world championships running for other countries. And you know, yo, I'm busting him. Ain't no way in the world he's supposed to make it. And then they make the next round. And then the next round. And you like, yo, if I'm killing him at practice, ain't no way in the world he's supposed to make it to the next level. Not saying that they couldn't make it, but I get what you're saying. Like, yo, I'm out working this person next to me and we working for the same goal. Hey, key word though. Key thing though. Sorry to cut you off. You said other countries. USA is a whole different animal when it comes to Olympic sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said different. Yeah. You said different until until you go get your Nigerian uh, citizenship. Yo, chill. That wasn't even who I was talking about, but oh, I don't even know who Nigerian. But I mean, hey, I've been out of the track loop since 2012. Either way, that don't make me not be happy for the people that made it because I still love everybody and I hope everybody, that, especially in my group, makes it. But it's always that what if factor, like. What if I would have been the one? Would I be recording this podcast right now? Or would I be across the world prepping to run the race right now? Like, it's two different things. However, I feel like the way life happens, life happens for a reason. I don't believe, like they said off Ottawa, God don't make no mistakes. So I don't believe it was a mistake made for this to happen to me. I believe everything happens for a reason so we can excel as the council in some sh- some form, uh, shape, form, or fashion. Nicely said, Quentin. Uh, we forgot about him. He's still competing. Uh, he's showing you every day because you my... don't compete, nigga. Hey, but well, you don't make all, weight, so he technically don't compete. First of my, all, I be at work. So my 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 story is kind of like like how Cal said. After coming out of he, running track and playing football in high school, then going to college and running track. Once track was over, initially it was just kind of like everything cool, just all right, real world. Let's find a job. But after a while, it wasn't that I needed sports. It was just like a void was missing. And it was like, and it was, it took me a while to figure out what's missing. I'm like, every every day is like, something's not right. Like something's not sitting with me right. And I've been playing sports since I was eight. So from eight to 22, I'm in that, in that grind. And then the real world hit. So it's just like, what's missing? What's missing? And then it finally hit me, yep. that competitiveness. 
that's what that's what was that wasn't what was missing, but that was what was in me that was like scratching, like trying to get out, trying to compete. And when I finally realized that it's kind of I was already into lifting weights, but that hit me. And then it was like, all right, now I need to figure something else out. And that's kind of when I got into powerlifting and that story. But it's just like you as athletes, we're so accustomed, like y'all was saying, scheduling and just competing and not be, not physically being hurt. well, not like injury hurt, but being hurt and just like that whole mindset. All of us been doing that for years and years and years, and you used to that. And then when, like, what do I do now? when you're not doing it, it's kind of like, damn, something. So, yeah, it's like something missing. And then especially for the the cats who are competitive, because some people compete and they ain't competitive. They just out there competing. But for the folks that's really competitive, when you don't got that anymore, or you don't have that anymore, it's kind of like you, like I said, it was it's something missing. And that, excuse me, and that was what the case was for me. It was just like a void was missing. And once I found powerlifting, and found something that I could attach to that will that I could have goals to reach and compete against other cats. See, that feel that you and know then, why you got into powerlifting? Just the you story's be, been the story be from there. With you since we the council, right? The council stands for short for council to assholes, right? Sure. You want to know why you got into powerlifting? The reason you got into powerlifting, you Elaborate. hit the nail on the head. You said we competitive, and we got to find a way to compete. Ain't none of us played two K nineteen together. We ain't talk shit to each other all season long. That's good. But nonetheless, that's partly because that game trash. That's neither here nor there. Competitive as hell, staying up to like. We hours of the morning talking shit to each other all night long. That was before you wanted to go be an adult and shit. Dang, yeah. man. I true. can't be an adult. <laughs> I'm old now, man. We almost 30. I mean, I, I didn't well, say nothing was wrong. We I almost just said 30. You and Cal are already 30. But still. First of all, I'm, I'm not, not even, 30. I'm not even 29. Cal about to be. Yeah, he, he's 30. He's definitely, yeah, he's yeah, definitely 30. 30. He's planning for 30, a 30th but... birthday. He definitely, yeah, definitely. It's going gonna, gonna to be it's gonna be lit, oh too. Y'all make sure side note, side, yeah, note, side note, side note. This is this an off-the-topic, uh, off-the-subject type of uh, question. But when the person that we know, since you, like Q said, we've been playing since, Q been playing since he was eight. Rory, we've been playing since we was, what, five turning six? Give or take? Yeah. When somebody that we know personally make, makes it, does that make you like? Does that make y'all feel like, yo, we made it together, or it's just on that person alone? Yeah, if y'all made it, I'm, if y'all like, made it, I made it. I don't feel like if it's some random person because I ain't benefiting from it. Yeah, yeah, no. If y'all make it, then I made it. Yeah, facts. I well, mean, sorry if it, if it's not advantageous. How about that? yeah? Thank you. That's That's <laughs> no, really seriously bad. though, for uh, for me though, if I'm not close to you, don't matter. Like we know a lot of people that. Uh, pro athletes, but I mean, I don't really know. Well, I know them, but I'm not their close friends, yeah. so it's not. Yeah. It don't really. That's. I mean, I mean that's that's like Tyrod. Yeah. We all play yeah. with him. We support him. Wish the yeah. best for him. But I ain't gonna sit here and be like, I made it. Yeah, because yeah. he made it. We nah. was teammates, he, but he did. We hit Jeff. I'm glad he did. That's 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 that's. But that's PJ's. That's his. That's his. His shine there. Like a motherfucker out this, boy. <laughs> it ain't a, it's not a problem. Like, it's, that's his man. So he made it. Yeah. So he made it. Like that's what it is. It'll be the same thing if Roy made it to the league. Roy made it. He find some way hey, to put us on. If Roy make it, he better LeBron the hell out of all of us. Or otherwise, I'm, I'm pulling it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I mean, I 
I ain't making it to the league, but I feel like I already did help kind of LeBron the situation. Yeah. Speaking of, Roy did help LeBron the situation. If y'all ain't heard early in the episode, shout out to Roy. This way y'all can hear me clearly this week. You got a brand new mic. So he made it. I made it. I got a new mic to talk to y'all. <laughs> hey, in the second phase foundation, all my brothers are on my board of directors. So if anybody fired me, it's one of them. So y'all know why they go missing. Dang, I just gave you a drop. You ain't had to do it twice. Redrop. Call it a re-rock. <laughs> yeah, my hand, my hand won't ready for that, man. My bad. While we on the topic, second phase foundation, like Roy said, he's the brains behind the operation. We everybody else just the foot peddlers. We work in everything. But second phase foundation is to help the kids in the community throughout the country. We're gonna start with the seven five and we're gonna start with North Carolina, but we here to help all these kids prepare for the next level, whether it be college and pro or college and life after the sport, because we don't want the kids to fall into what we just fell into or what the topic is right now, athletic depression. Second phase foundation is about career building and the career something other than the sport. So and tax, all- tax season coming, so them checks dropping, you know, don't go out there and buy a new car. Don't go buy no new clothes. Just send that money to the Second Phase Foundation. Get you a tax write-off for the next year. There we go. Like and he said. Invest in yourself. Like he said in the beginning of the episode, tricking is more than $35. If you get more than $35 on your taxes, don't trick it all. Get it to the Second <laughs> Phase Foundation. You feel me? Plugs, plugs, plugs. So, I mean, we, from, you know, we went from tricking to depression to athletic depression. Let's go ahead and move on to some other semi sort of kind of depressing things. You got the Kyrie situation, and LeBron situation. Uh, you know, got Kyrie in Boston. Kyrie doesn't look happy. Um, he's going off, lashing off at the media now, talking about, hey, you're the reason why, you know, athletes aren't happy. He's blaming the media pretty much for everything at this point. Um, but we want to start off with uh, SP was originally supposed to introduce this topic here, but since he's the he's the uh, Celtics fan, but you hear what he said. He doesn't want that man there. How do y'all feel about Kyrie? in the Boston situation. What do y'all feel about it? Wait. It's not a good fit. Wait, wait, wait. Before, um, before you start, can you explain the Boston situation to people? Because some people might not know what Boston situation is. Okay, so Kyrie Irving uh, pretty much uh, forced his way out of Cleveland, threatened to have, like, knee surgery, um, you know, in order to get out and get traded. Uh, he had a list of teams, which Boston was not on. Um, but Cleveland ended up trading him to Boston for some assets, like uh, – IT and a couple other guys. Uh Kyrie ended up, you know, balling out for a few games, ended up hurting himself. Actually had to get that knee surgery, ironically. Uh look at Karma. But now uh this team well, previously his team actually made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were one game away from making it to the actual finals without Kyrie. Uh so it was a lot of speculations. Was the team better without Kyrie? Uh this season starts up. Teams are doing all right. They were balling a little bit. Um Kyrie gets hurt again. Team starts doing better. So it's kind of like anytime Kyrie's not there, the team does better. Uh, Kyrie's starting to now get a little bit more feisty with the media um, because of speculations of him leaving to go to New York or anywhere else to go play with someone else. And um, when it comes to his teammates, he's actually like the tables have turned. Back when he left Cleveland, it was more so he wanted the team to be his team. And LeBron was trying to play that big brother role of like, hey, I'm going to get you there. Just follow my lead. Now Kyrie's kind of getting that similar situation where that whole team went to the finals, almost finals without him, 
and now he's trying to say, hey, do this, do that. And they're like, look, dog, we done did it before you. I mean, we did it without you. So now that's where we kind of are with this Kyrie situation. He's kind of like in that little, uh, you know, limbo zone of like, all right, this is my team. I want to win. But at the same time, those guys aren't really feeling them. So that's technically the Boston situation. Man, I think the biggest with Kyrie situation, a lot of it's got to go with, like you said, Kyle, him missing last year and them boys making that play. They was a game away from for the championship. But at the same time, it goes down to the coaching staff. Brad Stevens, he you know, he from a mid-major. He came from Butler to the NBA. He never really had to deal with nobody of Kyrie's ability. So they just got a bad locker room. Hell, you got Gordon Hayward coming off the bench making like $34 million, bro. You telling me that that that, that alone, because if, if the money spread out evenly somewhere, Kyrie going to get his. But if you paying some of them young boys, they not as mad as they are about their minutes. But you got a guy that's backing them up, making more than them, and he playing – 15 minutes a game just about. Jeez, Gordon Haywood coming coming off the bench making that much bread? Oh. Because you know he signed got... that max deal, then he got hurt. So, he yeah, he like $34 million off the bench, bro. And I'm not even talking six, man. I'm talking like Yo, seventh, eighth, ninth. That's a better deal than he could than he could get if he had a gun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he might as well have had a pistol when he but went nah, in there. He averaging 10 points off the bench right now. For $34 million. And, and check this yeah. out. In Utah, he was an all-star. Yeah. Yeah, that's good cool Utah. But, yeah, I mean, but still, Because, hey, because he was, he was an all-star, but he was averaging 21 but, points a game. So, But yeah, we got to yeah. play that on the injury, too. Like, he probably, like we just said, athletic depression, he probably mentally like, yo, if I go out here, I might mess myself up again type stuff. Like, he probably. Hey, I'm going to be real with you, bro. I ain't mean to cut you off, but I ain't, I ain't got too much sympathy. You heard $34 million a year? Hey, for $34 million, yeah, what? Listen, yeah, $34 million a year and he don't got to get hurt again? That's why he's nah, sitting. No, nah, nah, that's why he's sitting. Yeah, I don't – but I know no sympathy for that. Oh, no. No, no he good. No, no. It is yeah. what it is. What it's going to be is for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my thing is with the, uh, the Kyrie thing is uh, kind of like I was saying it was earlier. Uh, he was – Boston wasn't even on his wish list. Like, he was trying to force his way out of Cleveland, but not trying to go to Boston. I feel like, you know, the fact that he really didn't want to be there is kind of a part of it. And then the whole thing, like we said earlier, where young boys is getting off and they really don't need him. I think that's the frustrating part about it because, you know, the whole thing when he called Brian was like, yo, uh, you know, I'm sorry for how I was acting. Because he's experiencing it now. It's kind of like, yo, you trying to sit there, you know, big brother, little brother, other people who actually did it without you. I just feel like the whole way he – exited Cleveland is kind of like that karma biting him there because he should have definitely been a little bit more professional with that. But I, I just feel like he's going to be out there anyway. Like he's getting a little bit too defensive when they talk about him leaving, just like KD. I feel like him and KD going somewhere together, but over to Quentin. No, I'm good. Slim. <laughs> well, Q, let's, no. let's talk but, about uh, LeBron. Q. Let's talk about LeBron, boy. But no, we're going to, I guess we, we can carry over and, LeBron's situation is a little different from Kyrie's wow. situation. He's – I would never say he's a bad fit for a team. The situation that we're in this year is – I don't want to say it's, it's not solely because it's, that's not the case, but a majority of that is because nobody's been healthy together. Yeah. Up until LeBron got hurt, we were the no. third team in the West, and that was that Christmas day. We were third in the West. Y'all fourth. Y'all fourth. No. Fourth. Okay. We were fourth. We were fourth in the West. Okay. Plus, and it was. You gonna let me talk? Yeah, my fault. I'm sorry. 
before I was God really damn it, interrupted. Dion. Oh, sorry. Damn you, interrupted him too, fat boy. But uh, no, I have Mike Curtis. Courtesy, courtesy, Hey, Roy struggled with his tenses. Leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> too many head, too many helmet to helmet heads. All hey, right, you know, can I say something real quick? Something funny? Well, not really, but it's funny to me. I was talking earlier, and a nigga kept saying grandma, grandma, and I said, bro, who the fuck says grandma? You say grandma. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's just you. Ain't, ain't no dude. Just like ginger ale, it ain't ginger ale. It's, it's ginger, ginger, ginger ale. Ginger ale. Ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> nigga would really try to correct me, and I was like, grandma, grandma. He like, no, grand. I said, nah, nigga, hey, grandma. <laughs> I don't know what he would. They eat the old Oh yeah, no, he, that's totally he, different. He he was taught he was taught yeah. correct English. Yeah, that was totally different. Yeah, he had to know. Yeah, to know the papers. Know how it is? Yeah. He had to sign the papers for the Seven Eleven that he had to open. All right, chill. Hey. Back, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> <God damn. laughs> hey, chill. This is why exactly why. Hey, somebody knew this. We gave a nigga a clear mic because I got a whole bunch of shit that I. God damn. But yeah, like I was saying, basically, with like Brian's situation, it's our squad has been injured for since since Christmas Day. So people been coming, going. Kuz been hurt, Zoe been hurt, Ingram been hurt, Rondo been hurt. Uh, damn it, both our big men, uh, McGee and Tyson Chandler been hurt. Everybody's been hurt, so nobody's been playing at the same time. Damn, Josh Hart been hurt. Uh, uh, the dude that blew in uh, LeBron ear, that leaving me right now. Every everybody on our team has been injured, so nobody. Every time somebody come back, and then somebody else go out, and if we never had a steady, steady roster, but all all of that to say, LeBron and Kyrie's situation is different. They really are better without Kyrie, just because they've proven that. I don't think the Lakers would be better without LeBron with this current team. I think that's false. Also, I think that's false. Also, reason being because although they were fourth when LeBron wasn't, or whatever, whatever you said before they started. Mm-hmm. As y'all know, I work at a barbershop. so I'm watching sports in all day long. This man Lonzo Ball really was the glue to help the team together, or to keep the team together. Without Lonzo Ball. They lost. With Lonzo Ball, they win. Without LeBron, they win. With LeBron, they've been losing more than ever. Hey, y'all drug test at that barbershop? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, hey, Dion. Yeah, hey, that's, that's a stretch there, brother. Because the with LeBron, we played a lot right. of games. Without Q-Q, Lonzo, Q-Q, Q-Q. we played disclaimer, a couple Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm team fuck LeBron on the court. Well, you got to take the bias out of it because, listen, right, with I, LeBron, I'm, they I'm, was the fourth I'm, team in the West. Yo, yeah, I'm bias, even about bias, to take the bias out. Yeah, bias out and of I it. And I hate the Lakers. Bias out of it, and I hate the Lakers, and I don't like LeBron on the court. Bias out of it, LeBron is that guy, period. LeBron is the person. He's the reason that they are where they are this year. If not, they would have been like whatever seed at the bottom it, it is for the Lakers in the West, period. I feel like it's the 15th seed. but I feel like it's the 115th seed. Nevertheless, you know, y'all, y'all got ESPN Deportes and you try to translate. That's what's going on. I swear it is. He tripping. <laughs> Never, ne- nevertheless, that's that's kind of that's kind of where our situation is. Well, not our, but in LeBron's situation, is it looks bad on him because everything's glorified with him 
because the team's losing and it's automatically on him, which I agree with this. You the superstar, you need to figure it out because past I people still- have figured past people have figured out how to make it work. But like I said, everybody's hurt. So it's it's not much he can do, let alone it's not like the fact that he's averaging nineteen points and 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 two rebounds. He's averaging I think twenty eight, eight and eight. So that's his not like average though. I'm, Which okay, is so crazy. he's doing he's so he's doing what he's in the league. So he's doing what he's always been doing. So it's not like it's like he's just going out there and being some butt. But the overall issue for the team is they just don't play defense. They could score. Everybody can score. They score points. They just can't stop people from scoring points. Yeah, you see a boy yeah. Kuzma push LeBron into into some defense the other night though. He probably got a stern talking to in the locker room. I right thought there. that John was edited at first when I that's saw why, it. That's why that's why Kuz hurt right now. He got hurt. LeBron yeah, he, hurt. he got hurt last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but now, I hope cool. they make the playoffs because I hate LeBron. I hate LeBron bashing, but uh, you know, the West is a different animal. That show you how trash the East has been the last 10 years, though. Cause this Lakers team is way more talented than that Cavaliers team. I think healthy, yes, 100 percent I think it comes out of chemistry, honestly. Um you can't just throw people together and think it's gonna work. Well, you can't throw that cast of people together but, and say it's but, gonna work because LeBron, but it was working. We we seen it work. But LeBron need more shooters LeBron, too. That's what I was gonna say. LeBron needs shooters, yeah. and LeBron doesn't really work that well with young cats. But like no. he needs older veterans and shooters it, around him in order. It, for it worked. To work. It worked all the way up to December twenty fifth. What happened on Christmas? It's a long season. It's I know, but they still, actually won. On, did they win on Christmas? Yeah, yeah. They beat the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, we beat the Warriors. That was LeBron towards the ground. Yeah, and got hurt. Got hurt, and going into the fourth, we, we were up two. Yeah, and we. Rajon Rondo turned into a different monster that night, and Lance Stevenson when they when they won on the twenty fifth. Well, Rondo, Rondo also now, he, shot one for seven was, from three last night. Rondo oh, night, shot so one he, from he, he, he was one shooting? for seven last night. So that makes him what a whopping the other no, night. So other that night. makes him what a whopping one for one thousand and seven yeah. for his career. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yes, probably so. <laughs> Y'all need to go get Hoodie Mello for this. No, like, no, 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 I can't take that. No. First off, no. have a heart attack if you go to the Lakers. I can't take that. Mello, 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 Mello can't go because Cal, he disowns people Yo. just because they switch teams. <laughs> Oh, I ain't never seen a nigga let his favorite player go because he switched teams. Lakers. I hate the Lakers. So, Cal, you weren't like – so forget Listen. about that. So, if Melo was the Lakers, you wouldn't like Melo? No, if my father played for the Lakers, I wouldn't like my father. You a LeBron hey. fan, Cal? Man, what kind of no. whack-ass shit is that? I don't that? like the Lakers. Nigga, <laughs> you a LeBron fan. No, I'm not. Not anymore. <laughs> You're not a LeBron fan anymore since when this yeah. year? Dion, you don't you definitely don't pay attention to the chat. But I you I don't. don't like the Lakers. My hate for the Lakers is so strong. Anybody associated I with don't pay attention if to Iverson the comes out of retirement and goes to the Lakers, I'm not gonna like Iverson anymore. He's my favorite player of all time. So you I gotta donate like your LeBron to some kid in the crib then. That's fine. You got right. four pair right here. If you want them, you can get them. Flex, Flex God. Hey. Flex God. Over years, man. Over years. Hey, if that's the case, nah. Don't call me Flex God. If that's the case, that. can I come pick him up this tomorrow? Flex God. That's the case. Flex God. If that's the case, can I come pick him up tomorrow? No, I'm going to warm. I'm going to warm. But no, He's seriously, not. though. My... Go ahead, my bit. No, but seriously, though, on the, um, my take on the LeBron thing is, y'all know it's kind of a personal thing. I think the whole situation is just kind of a lot of the stuff that happened pretty much outside of basketball is kind of hurting the team because it's a young team. It's kind of like the whole trade deadline thing. It was just kind of terrible. 
you got a whole bunch of young cats out here threatening to get traded and you don't know how they're going to respond to that. And they obviously didn't respond to it that well. You probably divided the locker room at that point. Um, I personally think if he, if this was a basketball move, he should have just went to Philly. You're still in the East. You would probably have a great chance of making it to the finals. If this is all strictly basketball. Um, also, go. also, I think when it comes down to the whole LA thing is if you wanted to go to LA and it was really about your future beyond basketball, you should have went to the Clippers because the Lakers is Kobe Steen. For this generation, it's Kobe Steen. You want to talk about Kobe back in the day? If you say anything about Kobe, somebody's going to figure a way to bring LeBron and vice versa. So you're already battling a lot of fans, like a lot of diehard Lakers fans from what I've been seeing on social media, what I've been hearing on all the podcasts and stuff like that. They weren't really open to LeBron coming because it's kind of like, yo, this is Kobe Steen. You're never going to be Kobe, right? So you're already going into a situation where people may not even rock with you like that. Then you know what comes with the stigma of LeBron. LeBron's going to be the GM. Not Magic, LeBron. So you get yourself caught up talking to, you know, Magic. Next thing comes out, trades are starting to try to happen and things in the background for AD. You get cut sports involved. I feel like that whole situation is a little bit too messy. If you came there for more than just basketball, I feel like LA was the, the Clippers would have moved on that. And, you know, it got to the point even where last night where people was actually chanting for Kobe when he was at the free throw line. It's like, yo, they don't really love you like everybody else is loving you or would have loved you, LeBron. Like, why Damn, did you do that? Like Draymond Green. Like, I, I, Dog, no, it's, they it's, don't, that's the truth. They don't, it's the they truth. Don't, like, they, don't, they don't love him because we're not winning. If we were winning, they would be cheering just like they were doing in the beginning of the season. Before that, though, you can't say that the majority – I'm not saying you. The majority of Lakers fans hated LeBron just because he was a threat to Kobe. You sound like Draymond. Hey, y'all, but but like, let's talk about LeBron real quick. I'm I'm fully convinced that LeBron coming to the Lakers this year was literally a setup year. He was hoping to get AD, but if it didn't work, he knew he'd be there next year. LeBron is in into production, dog. He's retired already. He LeBron is just playing. Clippers, man. No, no, no. LeBron, he collecting checks, and, and you can't go to that. the Clippers. Why? Who the fuck wants to go LeBron to the Clippers? LeBron wants to learn how to how to transition. Who better to teach him than Magic? You, dog. Le- no, if yeah. LA was a destination, LA, LA is LA though, Dion. Yeah, Listen, I get that. Playing the same stadium. I get the Clippers. Yeah, playing the same stadium. Regardless, regardless of how, regardless of how good the Clippers are now get, at the beginning of the season, nobody thought I get that they the Clippers were the trash. Stadium, I get they in the same city. But if you ask the average kid who's the Lakers and who's the Clippers, the, half of them are going to say, "Who the fuck is the Clippers?" What I'm saying though, like, don't nobody give a damn what the average. But kid. listen though, I'm talking about. Look, listen though, y'all, y'all, y'all kind of generalize this. I'm talking about. If LeBron, if his whole thing was for career, right, everything I just talked about before, it's never going to be your team. It's always going to be Kobe's team. So you're setting yourself up for failure for going to LA in the first place with, with the Lakers. It's going to be Kobe's team. You can go out there and rattle off three championships. Okay, Kobe still got five. But you're still going to be under Kobe. He had to go get so, with Magic, though. That's the thing. Man, I don't think Magic is really that big of a factor for this because LeBron was doing things before he was in LA. He was, like, but Magic is going to put you in that extra group of people that you need. Dog. Magic L- in that other circle, dog. Dog, it's at the end of the day. I still feel like it's always going to be Kobe's team. Niggas are never going to fully accept LeBron, even if they do win. At the end of the day, it's still Kobe's squad, man. It's never going to be LeBron's team, yo. I just feel like it was just a bad move. No debate. I don't really care because the Spurs in the AFC, and I don't see them catching us. I mean, we we four, we four and a half behind y'all. Yeah. We hey, hey, Roy, y'all niggas, y'all niggas don't know how to play on the road, though. Nah, we don't, but we just got to get to the playoffs to keep the streak alive. That's all I'm worried about. I know we're not going to win. 
Hey, man, shout out to Anchor. You know, they've been rocking with us for a minute, letting us upload the podcast. But anyway, Tony Harris, she made history on last Tuesday, becoming the first female football player at a skill position to sign a letter of intent. She accepted a scholarship from Central Methodist University in Missouri. Now, if y'all ain't never heard of this young lady, she like 5'7", 164 pounds, played safety from Detroit. She went to East Los Angeles College in California for the last two years. Um, she's really the second female athlete to actually play college football, but the first was a kicker from Arizona. So do y'all really think she got a chance to play at the college level? Me personally, I don't see it happening just because she's going to play for a couple years, but I think it's, it's not going to pan out because her body going to catch up to her at some point. You said she's playing a skill position, safety? She's playing she's safety. Playing. Yeah, she actually so, plays safety. But her, she, her highlight tape legit, though. I will give her okay. that. To answer your question, no offense to all the women out here. I know y'all fight for equal rights. I love y'all. Uh, but my answer is no. Reason being, Roy, how much you weigh? Uh, you know, on a good day, I'm about like two All right, two so 11. let's add 100 pounds. <laughs> let's add 100 pounds. 311. <laughs> anyway, back to my answer. Roy's about, Roy's about three. Let's yeah. go with a round number, 300 pounds. Worst 300 pounds. Imagine, imagine a big 300-pound pulling guard goes up the field with no linebacker in his way, no defense in his way, and the first thing he sees is 165-pound safety. Man, he will level the mess out that female. No offense to her. I know she could take it, but she'll have all kinds of brain damage after that, period. At some point... <laughs> I don't but, even think you would want to hit her like though, that. At you some see point in time... There. The physical size and ability has to come into play. Like, there's no way I'm going to let my daughter go heads up with a big man like Rory. That's crazy. That's absurd. Because I had to get the pistol and come out. After that, you got to get the pistol after that. You done laid my daughter out, and you expect me not to react? Oh, no. Your career over right now. Your daughter signed up, But still, you're right. She signed up up for it, but I don't think she's ready for it. Granted, it's D3, so she can get away with it, because that ain't nothing but playing at a high school level. That's disrespectful to all the DP athletes out there listening. Sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> my take on it is I think it's just her size. I mean, I saw her highlight tape, but then again, I saw her practice tape too. Well, no, I didn't see her practice tape. I clicked on her uh, Instagram because somebody added her. And um, I don't know. With that Playing safety, she might struggle a little bit depending on kind of what the competition is. Um, just off the sheer fact of what a safety does. You like the last line of defense. Now, she's going to move the strong. She got to hit. If she's free, she got to be the last line of defense. She got to go get the ball and hit the player. You, you got to figure out what you're going to do. But I don't know. It's just the position that she's playing. I guess it's going to be like the best thing for her. The fact that she's not going to really always have to be hitting anything or having to get hit. But I don't know. Just for what I saw, uh, shout out to her good job but I don't, I don't see it working yeah i'm proud of her shout out to her she's making steps and strides in ways that the women in the past have not i'm so proud of her and what makes it even better it ain't black history Month, but i'm glad she's black hey she played <laughs> naia football by the way not division three all right that's true so it, ain't, it ain't nah naia straight someplace yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying that's really true. NAIA is good it's decent quintonis um care to chime <laughs> It ain't gonna work. That's 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 point Blake. It ain't it ain't even about trying not to disrespect people and stuff like that. If she make it, cool. That's cool. But realistically here, it's no. It's no, it's just not gonna work. P 
People are already talking about, oh, would she be the first person to make it to the league? Stop. She's not making it to the league. First off, you, you, Dion, let me finish. She, uh, body, body, size, body size alone is not going to get her in the league. How many, how many cats you know that's what she says? She 5'6, 165? 5'7, put some respect five, for her. She's slightly Bob. small. She's slightly smaller than Bob no. Sanders, about two inches and like seven, Bob, about, about fifty pounds. Bob <laughs> Sanders. Bob Sanders a different animal. But... She the same size as Kyler Murray. No, he five ten. No, he five. Yeah. What five ten? No, he about five nine. Well, he still, and he also played quarter. And he also he's played quarterback. So he got to throw the ball. She don't. She got to hit people. She got to hit Yo. grown men. And that's that's nah. It ain't. That's not gonna. It's not gonna work. I don't think. Like I. No, I don't know. It's not gonna work. Ima- imagine her trying to hit that man DK Metcalf. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Imagine him coming across the middle on the post route. He catches that jump, and they they lock eye to eye. He duck his he, shoulder. He ain't even got to catch it. He's just gonna run through her just because. But nah, even out, they, they even, lock eye to eye. She he probably gonna drop it. But even yeah, out, but, even outside of the football aspect, it's so much other stuff like. You gotta do. You gotta do a lot to accommodate, cause she just, she just can't go in a locker room. She got her own separate space. When they go, on, if they go on road trips, she's not gonna be more than likely. She's not gonna be rooming with somebody else. So she's gonna have to have her own individual room. And just like the little stuff that you don't think about until you have a female that's on the team, and that's that's gonna be another another factor in it. Like I said, it's not an issue. It's not like it's a bad thing or anything like that. She made it. They gave her a scholarship. Cool. But I don't I don't think it's gonna pan out for her the way I ain't gonna say I don't I don't know how she's thinking. I think maybe she thinks she can make it, but I don't think it's gonna pan out that way. And it's it's other it's other football league well outside this, it's other like female football leagues she can go be a part of to dominate if she wanted to. But nah, in other football news, man, y'all know I'm a Cowboys fan. My dog Dion finally back, so we can talk a little Cowboys football. Squad. Uh, Jason Witten unretired, but I wish he stayed retired because he was terrible as an announcer. He's a great Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame tight end, but he can't run a route to save his life no more. He don't need to be back on the football that, field. And he already, when he was active, couldn't even run after the catch. He ain't had no yards after contact. No, oh no, he's a hell of a run blocker, so I think that'll help Zeke. But but he he's definitely maybe, a wasted a wasted roster. Maybe spot. maybe maybe hear me out. Maybe Jason Witten came back in to just to mentor the young guys, the young tight ends that's coming in, or the young tight ends that's there to be what he was plus more. You can coach and not waste three point five million dollars of mm-hmm. salary to do that. He was already there two years ago, and I I seen a couple stories talking about he did a terrible job mentoring Rico Gathers, Jarwin, any of them guys. He never was a he never was a mentor. He always looked at them as competition and just tried uh, to beat them out for a job. Somebody hated him. I forget who it was. Uh it is a black tight end y'all had Bennett. Uh, I'll tell you, he's Bennett. Yeah, Bennett. Yeah, he hated him. He said Jason Witten was a jerk. Yeah, like. He ain't never well, want to help nobody. We could I'm never a, keep a second tight end in Dallas. My bad. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all what I heard. I heard that even though he's slow and whatnot, he can still put moves on him to get open believe, and catch the ball. That? That's I what I heard. That's what. No, I know I don't. I don't. I really don't. You who, could be. Who told you that? Who told you that? I, man, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. 
But that's what I heard. <laughs> Come on, skill. At, at, at this point in life, I don't believe that's the case. He might be able to make a move, but you still got to have some speed. If you slow, if you slow and you make a cut to get open, back in the day you might have got open because your cut would have been quick. But now you're gonna make a cut and it's gonna still be slow. Hey, hey, not though, for real. That last year he played was a year year ago. He 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 still ran a stick route, so he could he definitely could run that slow. Cause people just couldn't keep. They just the stick route hard to stop anyway. But he actually ran it with so much precision that he was actually beating guys hit like every now. So and then. so it was the fact that he was so slow that it messed everybody up. Yeah, cause you, so kinda, you kinda, like how, kinda like how Matt used to juke people. <laughs> it was it was so it was so you slow you it. over you overran it because you assumed he would be here, but he won't fast, so he didn't get there yet. If y'all don't this know what you're dropping the bomb, late, yeah. speaking of, yeah, speaking of Matt, though, now drop the goddamn bomb. <laughs> nah, nah, you, too far. He never did. Like that. But speaking of Matt, uh, Johnny Manziel. I don't see what you did, but I see what you did. I see yeah, the correlation there. You know what the fuck going on? <laughs> hey, listen, man. Johnny didn't got kicked out the CFL. Now, I don't know how true it is, but I had some sources. I got a couple friends been around the block. Roy Broussard. You know what I'm saying? Nah, not not really, but that boy couldn't leave him thing that powder alone. And uh and I wouldn't be surprised because up in Canada they don't gotta release why they released you. They just can let you go. But then he released a statement talking about he wanted to get uh he was happy to be released so he could take opportunities to play in America again. And that had to either be the AAF or the XFL, because we know the NFL ain't calling no more. Nope. It done burned them bridges. I, I just really want to say that I'm not invested in this topic. That's all I want to say. Nah, me neither. I just Nobody gave y'all a little snippet. Johnny football and his courts coax note or so. Dang. Hey, but uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of Counseling the Clutch. We got something special coming for y'all next week. We going live, baby. Y'all gone. You can pro- you can finally put a face to the voices if you don't. Well, you probably already know what we look like anyway. Never mind. But either way, we're going live. All the way. YouTube, Instagram, all that. Hey, and some. It is what it is. Like I said, the Council of the Clutch is short for the Council of Assholes. If you don't rock with us, fuck you and everybody that fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs>